Hi, welcome to Harvest Church Podcast. We pray that as you listen today, you are blessed and encouraged. Thank you so much for listening in. If you want any more information about our ministry, we'd love you to jump onto our website, harvestaustralia.org. Have a great day. Yay, good morning, everyone. (laughs) How are you today? Oh, it's good to be here, isn't it? Yeah, amen. Amen. (laughs) Well, why don't we come and find our seats this morning? Who's had a good week? Yeah. Fantastic. We've had lots of rain this week. (laughs) The earth is happy and green. We had a few days away this week in the Barossa, which was lovely. We had our 23rd wedding anniversary. Yay! (laughs) And we had a few days just to relax and enjoy some time, which was absolutely beautiful. I was speaking to someone the other day who had their 50th wedding anniversary. Oh, my goodness. I love that. I love that. I want to learn from you. (laughs) Goals. (laughs) But we we had a beautiful few days this week just to relax and enjoy some beautiful time. And who knows it's good to have rest It's good to have some times of rest. Life gets pretty busy sometimes and the routine can just be from day to day to day and it can just be lovely to stop and just breathe. And we find when we have time like that and we just stop and we don't have a lot on, not not a lot planned, we actually really find that God speaks to us in that place. And we actually sat and looked back a year ago and reflected this time last year, because we did the same thing last year, we had a few days away, and we sat and we looked at what God spoke to us a year ago and how those things have actually come to pass now. And it's amazing. It's actually incredible. So we sat and we wrote out for the next 12 months, okay, God, what have you got for the next 12 months? What are you speaking to us in this space and in this place and in this season? And um, it's exciting. It's exciting. So I want to pray, and then I'm looking forward to sharing today. Lord, we just thank you for your presence. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you that you're here. Lord, we thank you that your love for us is stronger than we could ever comprehend or understand. And Lord, we invite you today to come into this place, to come into our hearts and into our lives. And we ask that you would speak to us today. And Holy Spirit, we ask that you would fall afresh on us. (laughs) We ask that you would breathe on us today, that you would breathe life into us, that your spirit breath would come upon every area of our hearts and our lives. And in this place that you would breathe upon us as your sons and daughters this morning, that you would fall afresh on us. We invite you, Lord. We say yes to you, Lord. We ask that you would have your way in us today. We thank you for your goodness and your grace and your kindness. We thank you for your love. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, I want to share this morning, following on a little bit from the last time I shared, which was on building kingdom culture. Today, I want to share just a little bit on building kingdom family. 
So over the last couple of weeks, we've had a couple of welcome to church parties for those who have joined us in the last year. And it's just a great chance to say hello and to share from the heart and just connect and really just to bond together as family. And and we love it. We absolutely love it. And um, God's doing good things. God is really doing good things. About 16 years ago, I was counting the number of years this morning when I sat this morning and was just praying. I was like, God, has it really been that long? Goodness me, (laughs) time flies. But about 16 years ago, we went to Toronto with our family and with our kids. Jordan was two at the time and Natalia was six months old. We carried her around in a tiny capsule. My mum dropped us at the airport, I remember. (laughs) And we went to Toronto and God was really pouring out his spirit in quite an amazing way. And we bundled up the kids and we headed off with hungry hearts to really encounter what God was doing. And when we went there, we really encountered a place not only where God was moving and the Holy Spirit was poured out in incredible ways, mind-blowing ways really, but we encountered a people and a place that was so filled with love and so filled with grace that it really undid us. (laughs) We encountered a whole new level of love and grace where there was freedom to be who you are, freedom to embrace whatever God is doing, and there was just an openness and a warmth that just melted our hearts. And in that place, I really feel like God began to birth in us His heart for kingdom family, for what kingdom family really looks like and what his design and his passion and purpose for kingdom family really is. Family is just such a precious gift from God. It really is. And it is something that the enemy has been after for decades. (laughs) We see it today in, you know, many broken families and homes. But God's heart is for family. And it's a place where we can create safety and love and where we can grow and where we can mature and where we can be who God made us to be. I was chatting last week to a family in our Welcome to Church Um, party and I was chatting to a beautiful friend and we were talking about our kids and how our kids are all so different. They are so different. There is no cookie cutter mold when it comes to any of us. God made us all so different. You can look around you right now and you can see there is not one other person in this place that is like you. (laughs) We are all so unique and so different. But something in this world and in this culture of the world, there is pressure to look a certain way or be a certain way or say a certain thing or or do things this way or that way. There is so much pressure to fit into moulds. But if you look at God's design for you and me, he had no (laughs) mould. There is not one other person that he has created in all of history and all that has passed and in all that has come that will ever be like you. No one ever will be like you. He created you exactly like you are because he loves you like you are and he wants you to be who he made you to be. There is pressure these days on social media and and Marty shared at Youth on Friday night and the youth are amazing. Yes, Jonah, you're brilliant. We love you. All you guys are, are just amazing. We had so much fun. But he shared on Friday night about not comparing ourselves to one another. There is no room for comparison in the kingdom. 
It is illegal. <laughs> God does not want us to compare ourselves to one other person. And I think in this culture and in this generation, there is even more pressure when it comes to comparison. You only have to open social media to see something or someone that looks a certain way or is saying a certain thing or who has achieved a certain level of success. And there can be a pressure that we put on ourselves to be like that or do that. That is not what God wants for our lives or for your life. <laughs> One of the greatest things that I have learned and embraced for myself is to embrace who I am and to love who I am and to be who I am. When I tried to be like other people and do things a certain way, I always fell short. Why? Because I always had them up here and I was always thinking I had to do more of this or more of that. And you can never attain that. But to be yourself, we can do that. <laughs> I can be me, you can be you, and together we can be kingdom family. 1 John 3, 1, it says, How great is the love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know Him. Dear friends, now we are the children of God. And what will be has not been made known, but we will know when he appears. We shall be like him, for we shall, be, so, for we shall see him as he is. The Bible says that we are made in his image and we're made in his likeness. That means that as he is, so are we. And when we look at him, we can actually see a reflection of who we are. When God made, I was dwelling on this this week. I shared a, a couple of weeks back with the prayer group with Keith. Yay, they're amazing. And uh, we love you, Keith. You do a great job. But I had so much fun. And um, I shared about how God had really been speaking to me about how we are really, we're made of jars of clay. We carry this treasure, the Holy Spirit, inside of who we are. But we are the jar of clay. And the goodness in us is God, Right? But it really got me thinking about how when God made Adam, he formed him out of the dust of the earth. He formed Adam out of clay. So Adam was formed out of clay and it was the breath of God breathed into him that brought him to life. <sighs> you can still go today and get a test done to check all the minerals in your body and you've got iron, you've got copper, you've got, so you've got all the minerals found in the earth in your body. We need those minerals to thrive and survive and be healthy and strong. We are made from the dirt and the dust of the earth and it's God's life breath in us that gives us life. It was the breath of God that brought Adam to life and it is still the breath and life of God that gives all of us life. And the goodness that is in me comes from God. The, the anything good in me is a gift from him. Amen? <laughs> but God formed us in his likeness. And he created Adam and Eve not because he wanted servants, not because he wanted people just to do his bidding. He created Adam and Eve for family. He created Adam and Eve for relationship. Adam and Eve walked with him in the call of the day. God delighted over them. And even in 1 John 3, 1, we can see, we know God loves us, but it says here how great is the love of the Father that He has lavished on us. 
He doesn't just love you. He lavishes his love on you. (laughs) He loves us so much. And his design and his passion and his heart, I believe, from the beginning of creation is for kingdom family. When he created the world and when he created the universe, he didn't just create it because he thought it would be fun. He created it for you and for me. He created a beautiful place for us to be. And sin has come in and, you know, all sorts of stuff has happened and the world is not as he originally designed it to be, but he has redeemed it and he is coming back for us. But kingdom family has always been a big part of his heart. And when we went to Toronto, God really birthed in us this desire for kingdom family and and. There was a a revelation that they carried. They carried several revelations out of the outpouring of the Spirit in those days. And one was for heart healing, that we all carry woundedness. And the saying goes, hurting people hurt people. Healed people heal people. So when you find yourself in a situation next time where someone might be lashing out or there might be hurtful things coming out, it's probably coming from a place of hurt. (laughs) There's probably hurt underneath. And when we have grace and when we have love for one another, we have so much understanding and compassion because we can see one another and hear the heart cry and see where it's coming from more than just the situation at hand. So God designed Kingdom Family. And in Toronto, the revelation of of heart healing went hand in hand with the revelation of the Father's love. And when we went to Toronto and in that season, God was doing amazing things. But one of the things that really melted me and began to transform me was a revelation of God's love for me. I began to understand that he loves me. He doesn't, I don't just read it in the Bible, but I could experience and feel and know this kind of love. This incredible unconditional love. This kind of grace that is just immeasurable toward me. One time we had um, Kate and Duncan Smith come out and minister and they've been beautiful friends of ours for many years and friends of this house too. And, And I remember one time Duncan was praying for me and he said, I can see a picture of you in a rowing boat and you were rowing really, really hard. And he said, God wants you to rest. You don't need to keep striving. He loves you as you are and he's going to do what he wants in you and through you out of rest. That did my head in. I tell you, I am a good striver. (laughs) I can strive and try and keep going. But God really began to unravel that in me because my striving came out of a longing to please and a longing to be loved and a longing to be approved of and validated. And what God did is he began to unravel all of that in me and began to show me that my validation and my approval and who I was came from him. And I didn't need to do a thing for his love and approval, but just be me. (laughs) He loves us because he loves us, because he loves us, because he loves us, because he loves us. (laughs) Not because of what we do, but because of who we are. We are his. He adores you. (laughs) He loves you. He's always for you. 
So I began to get a revelation of the Father's love and of His heart and this kind of love that just fiercely loves us and holds on to us and protects us and fights for us. And and it really opened up a door for incredible intimacy with me and the Lord. My prayer life changed from reading a Bible verse and a devotion and praying for God's blessing and praying for His protection. It moved from that place into a heart relationship of pouring out my heart and letting him pour his heart back into me. And I began to journal in my journal and I began to write out what the Lord was speaking to me every day, no matter what I was going through. And it always sounded like love. It always sounded like grace. It always sounded like kindness. He never judged me when I fell. He, never, he was never heavy handed on me when I made a mistake. He always loved me. And I began to experience his healing in that place. And God's love for us runs so deep and so strong. And it is unshakable. Ephesians 1 verse 3 to 5, it says, Praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. I tell you, I could just meditate on that verse probably for the rest of my life and not ever fully comprehend what that means. That is phenomenal. (laughs) Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and blameless and fault without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do and it gave him great pleasure. God had a design and a plan and a purpose for family before the foundation of the earth. He knew you and he wanted you and he longed for family before the beginning of time. His heart is for family. When we went to Toronto, we experienced what love and family could look like. It wasn't rules. It wasn't religion. It wasn't trying to be perfect. It wasn't the perfect systems and the perfect plan. It was people loving people. And it was family loving family. And it was intimacy with a God who is so big and full of love. (laughs) And it was something that God really began to birth in us so that when we stepped into ministry, we carried this desire and longing for kingdom family. And God has begun to release that and expand that. And we're still learning and growing in what that looks like. But we went to Germany many years later when I was going through burnout. And and we were in that place and we again encountered an incredible place of kingdom family, of people loving people. And they would say, and we, we just caught this phrase and carried it for ourselves, they would say, we fight for each other, not with each other. We went, oh, that's so good. Let's do that. <laughs> We're like, yeah, let's do that. We fight for each other. When we're going through hard times, we come alongside one another. We stand together and we fight for one another. We pray for one another. We lift one another up. Life is too short to fight with one another. Yes, we go through challenges. Yes, we go through trials. We need to sort through things and work through things. But let's not live in that place. (laughs) Life is too short. But God's design for family was from the beginning of creation. And we are kingdom family. So family is bonded by blood. 
Family is bonded by birth. It's also bonded by covenant. I am a part of the manual family by covenant of marriage. I thank you, Jesus. But I am also heath in family by heart and by blood. In kingdom family, we're birthed of the spirit. And we are bonded by the blood of Jesus. If you belong to him, you belong to his family. And we are bonded by the blood of Jesus. <laughs> the most powerful gift of love ever offered in all of history bonds us together as family. We are the body of Christ. We are family. And God is doing something, I believe, in this day and in this, in this era and season of life where he is bringing forth kingdom family. The world is looking for something different. The world knows what brokenness looks like. The world knows what darkness and pain looks like. The world knows what hardship and, and struggles and, and heaviness looks like. The world is looking for something different. The world is looking for love and the world is looking for acceptance. The world is looking for kingdom family. And that's what we have. <laughs> and we love it. When we have the welcome to church parties, one thing we always hear is people saying how welcoming and loving you guys are. <laughs> They're like, we walked in the door and people grabbed us and they hugged us and they said hello to us and they asked us how we are and we just feel so loved and we feel so welcome. And we're like, yay, Jesus. <laughs> Kingdom family. I realized when we went to Germany and when I was broken and when my heart was, was really shattered and my body wasn't well, I realized in that place in Germany, when they loved on us, they didn't know us, they grabbed our faces in their hands and they kissed us every day and they hugged us and they loved on us, I realized in that place that my heart is longing for family. My heart is longing for that kind of love, that unconditional love, that incredible grace. And I believe in every single person on the planet, there is a longing to belong to family because it's in the heart of the Father and we're made in his image and in his likeness. So if his heart longs for family, there is a piece of us that longs for family, that longs to be loved, that longs to be embraced, that longs to be covered and supported. That's who we are. That's God's heart and his plan and his design. And when people come into that space, they're transformed. Their lives are healed because family is a safe place. Family is a place of unconditional love. Family is a place where you can be who you are and you can leave your dirty socks on the floor and it's okay. You don't have to be perfect in family. You can have mess because life is messy family is real <laughs> and it's refreshing. <laughs> we usually clean up before other people come in, don't we? But family is family and ultimately family is a space where we can be real and we can be ourselves and we can embrace who God's made us. Something that we love when people join the church family is we often say to them, come and sit and be part of the place and come and just sit and receive and come and let God do in you what he wants to do. And then when you feel a desire in your heart to connect in or to serve or to pour out, come and talk to us and to share what God's placed on your heart. Because God's gifted each and every single one of us differently, hasn't he? Every single one of us has a completely unique makeup. You have different gifting to the person next to you, but we need you. 
We need who you are and we need what God is doing in you. The revelation that he shows you is important for me and what he shows me is important for others. We are all connected and we are all joined together. (laughs) It's an incredible mystery really. 1 Corinthians 12 verse 14 says, Now the body is not made up of one part but of many. If the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I don't belong to the body, it would not for that reason cease to be a part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I don't belong to the body, it would not for that reason cease to be a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, now that would be a crazy picture, right? Where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has arranged the parts of the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. We get to be many, but one. We get to be who God's created us to be. And the more we embrace that, the more fruit comes forth from our lives. For a lot of my life, I really battled with a lot of insecurity in who I was. I carried shame because I always felt like I wasn't good enough. I always felt no matter how hard I tried, I fell short. And I was really, really good at seeing my own weaknesses. Anyone else understand? That whole saying, we can be our own worst enemy. (laughs) We can see our own shortcomings. We can see our own faults and our own weaknesses better than anyone. And sometimes we can be really hard on ourselves. And I was really hard on myself growing up and and I carried a lot of that shame because I never felt, no matter how hard I tried, that I was good enough. And I always had this desire to want to please people, but it was this vicious cycle of trying to please but then feeling like I'd fallen short. And then you always end up with this shame of feeling like, well, I I just, I can't really break through. Shame is, 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 is just one of those things that keeps you hidden and keeps you stepping back rather than stepping forward because you're not free to be who you really are. So in that season of life, God really began to speak to me and and really grow my heart and transform my life. I went through a season where I thought that maybe I had to pray harder and fast more, be on my face for many more hours And there was even a time where I decided that if I do a 40-day fast, God is going to break through the heavens and he is going to change my life and answer every prayer that I've ever had. So to my husband's dismay, I fasted and I prayed. And do you know what God said to me at the end of those 40 days? He said, I love you. I'm like, oh. The heavens didn't break open. Every problem in my life was not solved. But he loved me. What I learned in that season was that it wasn't, it wasn't the fact that I wasn't praying enough that I was still struggling. It wasn't the fact that I wasn't fasting enough that I still felt stuck. It wasn't because I wasn't doing enough or trying enough. It wasn't to do with anything of what I was doing or not doing. God began to show me that it was the core of who I was and it was my identity that he wanted to work on. What I think, what I believe and what I speak. So I began to search out the Bible and the scriptures on who does God say I am? 
What is he speaking over my life? What does he think about me? Who has he created me to be? I got a hold of some teachings by Patricia King (laughs) and I had them on repeat for about a year. And Leif Hetland, anyone else know Leif Hetland? Oh, he's brilliant revelation on identity and knowing who we are and whose we are. And God began to change the way I thought about myself. He began to change the way that I, I believed and what I spoke about myself. I began to write out scripture after scripture after scripture. And to start with, it's always like baby steps. It's always like you read a scripture and you go, okay, good, thank you, Jesus. But it takes time for that to actually go in and become part of you. We have gardeners in the house. We have people who love gardening. I hear there's a Facebook page now for gardening. If you're into gardening, see Keith. (laughs) But when you plant a fruit tree... It starts with a seed and it takes many years to grow and even more years to mature and become fruitful. And when we plant the word of God into our heart, sometimes we can get discouraged if it doesn't come to fruit straight away. (laughs) But the truth is, is the word of God and the promises of God will not return void. His promises and his word is full of more power than you could comprehend. And when we plant his promises in our heart and in our lives, when we plant his truth in our lives, it will grow and it will become a part of who we are and we will bear the fruit of that. So for many, many years, I began to read the scriptures and I began to write out these scriptures of who God says I am, of how he loves me, of of what his heart is like for me, that his thoughts toward me outnumber the grains of sand on the seashore. He is thinking of me 24-7. He loves me 24-7. He believes in me. He sees my weaknesses, but he loves me the same. I even got my eyeliner at one stage. And I wrote all over my mirror in the bathroom. (laughs) So every morning when I got up and I wasn't feeling it, I would see it and I would read it. And whether I felt it or not, I continued to hold on to what God said until it became part of who I was, until what I think, what I believe and what I speak began to change. And my identity changed from someone that felt like I wasn't good enough and I could never do the right thing enough, that I was not strong enough, brave enough or full of enough courage, that I wasn't as together as this person or as articulate as that person, that I didn't have these giftings or that giftings. My identity and the way I thought about myself changed until it came into alignment with what God thought of me. And I'm still growing and I'm still learning But what he says about you is what really matters. Your identity comes from him. And when we embrace who we really are as individuals, when we really embrace our identity, we are free to be who God's made us to be. That's when we see the emergings of the sons and the daughters of God. (laughs) The Bible says that all creation is longing for the revealing of sons and daughters. When we come into the fullness of who we really are as a son, who we really are as a daughter, it is phenomenal what we see happen in our lives and in the people around us. Identity is such a big key in coming into the fullness of family. I think in in families, I was thinking this morning, 
we all have a we all have interesting people in our families, don't we? Anyone else have a crazy uncle in their family? <laughs> we had we had the most amazing crazy uncle in our family. My mum's laughing in the back row because she knows who I'm talking about. He would come and visit our house and he would take a nap on the front lawn under our tree for all the neighbours to see. Bless his heart. He didn't mind. He would wave goodbye with his hanky <laughs> and he would just yell out down the street. He would hitchhike anywhere. And I think at one stage he was going to hitchhike with us kids somewhere and my parents were like, no, no, we're drawing the line. <laughs> He was the crazy uncle. But you know what? We need people like that in our lives. We need a little crazy sometimes. Life would be boring if we were all vanilla. A little bit of crazy can be good. Family has so many different parts to it. Family is not perfect because there is no perfect other than God. We get to be jars of clay filled with who he is. And as part of my journey in really embracing the revelation of my true identity, which was not what other people said about me, it's not the rejection, it's not the failings, it's not the shortcomings. That is not my identity and that is not who I am. You are not your weakness. <laughs> uh -uh. You are who God says you are. And when we embrace that, we see incredible things happen. <laughs> but crazy is not bad. We can be real. We can be who we are. It's a good thing. It's refreshing. <laughs> so God really began transforming me and, and shaping me and changing my heart and my life. Because when we are hurting and when we're insecure, those things come out on the people around us. And it hurts people around us. But family and grace cover one another and we love one another and we support each other through that. I came to a place where I realised I don't have to be anything except for who I am. And ultimately, I am a jar of clay filled with the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says that every good gift comes from Him. So I don't have to please anyone. I don't have to do anything. I just get to be a jar of clay that gets filled with the goodness of God. So now every day I fill myself with his love. Every day I come to him. I talk to him. I let him fill me. I fill my little jar of clay with as much love and goodness and kindness and grace that I can. Because we all have a choice what we fill our lives with. We all have a choice and there is more competition today for your time, your attention, your affection. There is more competition for that today than ever before. And what we listen to and what we watch and who we surround ourselves with fills who we are. But when we fill ourselves on God's love and his truth and his word and his kindness, we are transformed more and more into his likeness. And we are transformed more and more into who he created us to be. It's a beautiful thing. So you can say hello to the next jar of clay sitting next to you and how gorgeous you are. <laughs> and it is the Holy Spirit in us and it is his breath and his life in us that does every good thing through us because he loves us. I want to finish this morning and read from Acts 2 verse 17. And this is when the Holy Spirit was poured out. 
and the church was birthed and God really began a phenomenal move of what we're living in today. And verse 16 says, now this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. I will show wonders in the heaven above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. We are living in these days. <laughs> we are living in these days. Men and women of the Old Testament of generations gone by longed to live in the day that we're living in today. We are jars of clay filled with an incomparably powerful God. He is alive in you. His power is in you. He is transforming us and shaping us and growing us more and more into His likeness so the world will see who He really is through you, through me, through Kingdom Family. <laughs> we are living in the days of the great outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And He is everything to us. You feel weak, He gives you strength. You feel rejected, He brings acceptance. You feel crushed, He builds you up. He is our life. We don't ever have to walk alone. And we don't ever have to walk defeated. Because we were never meant to walk by ourselves. We were always meant to walk hand in hand with Him. And heart in heart with Him. And the revelation of His love and the revelation of His grace and His kindness and of family is an incredible part of who He's made us and what He's doing. So get ready. God is doing good things and He's bringing more people in. And you are who they look to to see Jesus. They're looking for Him and they see Him in you and they see Him in us. Why don't you stand this morning? I want to invite the worship team to come up. <laughs> God's good, isn't he? Yeah. So if you feel like you might be the crazy uncle in the house, we just want to say we love you. Take a nap under the tree. It's all good. <laughs> Sometimes when we were eating dinner, he would sit at the dinner table. You know, we love him. We love him. He brought so much joy to our hearts. And his food would drip down his face because he didn't really care. And someone would say, um, um, you have food in your beard. And he's like, I'm saving it for later. <laughs> he was free to be who he was. And to be honest, he was one of the wealthiest people I know. But we never knew it at the time because he hitchhiked around the planet. And he never cared what he looked like or what he said. But he was free. So you can be the crazy uncle in the house if you want to. We love you. <laughs> Father, we want to thank you for your heart for us and we want to thank you for family. We want to thank you that you love us beyond what we could dream or comprehend, that you are always for us and that your grace is deeper than the ocean for us. We thank you that you created us to be exactly who you made us to be. And Father, we want to lay down this morning anything that we've been carrying that isn't from you. We want to lay down, Lord, any comparison or any pressure that we've taken on. 
We want to lay down the things, Lord, that you haven't placed on our shoulders. We let go of those burdens today. And we want to say thank you, Father. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. We want to say thank you for making us exactly how you made us. Thank you that you love us. Thank you that you're proud of us. Thank you, Lord, for kingdom family. And Lord, we invite you to have your way in this place and in this house and in this family. And we ask, Lord, that your heart and your kingdom would come that your will would be done in us and through us. We ask that Jesus would shine so brightly in us. We ask that Jesus would shine so brightly in this place. Father, we ask that Jesus would be seen above and beyond everything else. We ask, Lord, that hearts would be mended, lives would be healed. We ask, Lord, for those that don't know you yet, that they would see your love and your glory. We ask that you would bring them in, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for the privilege of being your sons and daughters. We thank you for the privilege of being family. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. And we invite you, Lord, that you would fill us afresh this morning. We ask that you would come, Holy Spirit, and that you would fill our lives, that you would fill our hearts, that you would transform our minds, what we think and believe and speak, that you would speak to us, that our thoughts would be your thoughts, that our words would be your words. (laughs) And we thank you for the freedom that you bring in that place. The freedom that comes by your spirit and by your grace. (laughs) We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Papa. We love you. Fill us afresh this morning. Fill us, Holy Spirit. Fill our lives. Take our lives. Take our dreams. Take our hearts. Lord, we ask that you would fill and saturate every place in our lives and and everyone in this place, Lord, fill and saturate. Bless our families, Lord. Bless this community. Bless those that we care about. (laughs) Come, Holy Spirit, and have your way. You can do more in one moment than we can do in a lifetime. (laughs) And we say, yes, Lord, come. We want to invite those this morning, if, if you just want to be filled afresh today, if you just want a fresh touch of the Holy Spirit, we want to invite you to come down and, and we're just going to do what we did last week and just be mindful to keep a meter and a half between each person. If you feel the Holy Spirit coming on you this morning, just kneel down, sit down or lay down. And I want to encourage you, just stay in that place. If He's touching you, stay in that place. God has done so much in me on this carpet down here at the front. And when He comes and when He fills you, (laughs) it is the most glorious thing on this earth. And if He's touching you, stay in that place and let Him do in you what He wants to do. There's no rush. Coffee will still be there. (laughs) So we want to invite you just to come this morning. 
Lord, we thank you for your love. We thank you for your goodness. And we pray in this coming week, Lord, we pray that, that you would saturate us even more in your love and your grace, and that you would do in us all that you want to do. We thank you for your incredible love in your heart. And we give you all that we are in Jesus' beautiful name. Amen. Well, we're going to worship this morning with our beautiful team. And we bless you today. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. And we look forward to seeing you next week. So those that want to come down for prayer, come down. But we bless you all. Have a beautiful week in Jesus' name. Amen.